Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish to Thrive podcast, where we discuss all things intuitive eating, nutrition, debunking diet myths, and creating a healthy relationship with food and your body. My goal is to educate and empower you to discover what true health and wellness looks like without the obsession. Hey guys, it's been a hot minute since I've actually sat down and done a Q&A and just I wanted to answer some questions for you guys about intuitive eating. I'm just going to go through and give my honest answers about these things. And for those who are new here, hi, I am Emily and I am an intuitive eating non-diet dietitian. And no, that does not mean that I'm anti-health. It just means that I do not take a diet-focused approach with my clients. So with all that being said, I'm here to show you how to build a healthy relationship with food, your body, and exercise in a way that's actually going to be healthy and sustainable. So let's dive in. The first question that I have is, I have been struggling with understanding my hunger and fullness cues. I am either starving or stuffed and there's no in between. I have a history of a restrictive eating disorder and not sure how long it takes to regulate. So this is a great question because I get a lot of women who come to me with either a history of an eating disorder or chronic dieting. And the one thing that you have to know here is whenever you've gone through either a short or long period of time where you were intentionally restricting food, your hunger and fullness cues are likely not going to be 100% reliable. Therefore, it's going to be a lot harder to actually eat intuitively. So when we are dieting, our bodies are perceiving that not enough food is coming in. And so what it's going to do is it's going to upregulate the hunger hormone ghrelin and it's going to downregulate the hormone leptin. So ghrelin is our hunger hormone and leptin is our satiety hormone. So typically we see people feeling these bouts of extreme hunger where they're constantly feeling starving. This is also why I have a podcast episode going over why I'm not a big fan of the all-in method for restoring weight or stopping binge eating just because it doesn't address your overall relationship with food and in my experience i've seen a lot of women go down this route where they try to just listen to their body and this actually ended up going from restricting to binging and there was no in between so i definitely suggest checking that out because i explain this more in detail for the second part of this question it can honestly take months up to a year for those hunger and fullness cues to regulate given where you're at right now but again this is why healing doesn't happen overnight and why realistically i work with clients for a minimum of 16 weeks just because healing your relationship with food can be so so messy and it can take some time before intuitive eating can feel just natural second question is i'm in a cycle of eating less during the day so i can have my large snack after dinner it doesn't feel like i'm binging but i feel more comfortable having calories i can save for the night is this a bad thing so with this question you know we have to consider that restricting and binging isn't necessarily always the stereotypical i'm not eating all day and then just binging 3,000 calories at night restricting and binging can also be intentionally eating less to save up for the night time and this is still a pattern of being in that restricted binge cycle so i'm kind of like dissecting this question and because you're asking like is this a bad thing now physically it can be you know are you experiencing digestive issues do you not like the way that you feel after eating a large night snack like how is this affecting your sleep how is this affecting your social life do you feel like you're not able to you know go out with your friends because you have to have your night snack like 
how does this behavior of saving calories affect you overall? This may or may not have physical consequences depending on how large the night snack is and how much you are restricting during the day. But my question to you is really, how is this affecting you on a personal level? Um, just the fact that you're asking this question might pose some you know, interesting um, conversations to have around how your patterns with food is affecting you on a more personal level. Something to also keep in mind here is when you are in this pattern of eating less during the day and saving up for the nighttime, this can also throw off our natural rhythm of when we are comfortably hungry, when we are comfortably full. And typically I see this a lot with clients where they are so used to the extremes of being starving and stuffed to where they're not able to recognize when they are comfortably full. And typically when clients are saving up for the nighttime, they're thinking about food all day. So again, how is this affecting you on a more personal level and how is this affecting other parts of your life? Because this definitely can be a form of restricting and binging. Nothing has really worked for me in healing my relationship with food. I am at a loss because I feel like in order to control my weight, I need to exercise two hours every day and eat clean. I am scared to work with you because I don't want to give up this body. So I have lots to unpack with this. Whenever I hear somebody say that nothing has worked for them in order to heal their relationship with food, I get that because there are so many health professionals that I've heard make your relationship with food worse. Um, there are so many dietitians, doctors, psychologists who I've spoken with clients in the past who have told me that working with them made their relationship with food worse. So I'm really curious to, um, to know if maybe you just haven't worked with the right person in order to really dissect your relationship of food with you, really go over how you feel about your body and how you feel with your self-image and your self-confidence and really understanding your relationship with exercise as well. If you've been trying to work on healing your relationship with food by yourself, this isn't a bad thing. I mean, it definitely works for some people but there's power in some, having somebody guide you along the way and to challenge your thoughts. Because if we're trying to change our behaviors, that first starts with our thoughts. And if all the thoughts in our head are negative around food, our bodies, we are forcing ourselves to exercise and do things that we don't enjoy, not really going to see the improvements in our relationship with food because our thoughts are remaining the same. And going more into this question about needing to control your weight by exercising two hours every day, eating clean, and being scared to give up your body, it's so important that we really kind of get into the nitty gritty of your behaviors because I get so many women who come to me who they are over exercising, they are not eating enough, they're kind of spinning their wheels with trying to heal their relationship with food. It's like they take two steps forward and one step back. But honestly, like in order to live a healthful life, you do not need to be over exercising. You should not be chronically dieting or restricting your food in order to control your weight. And if that's the case, you may not be where your body naturally should be. Um, and I know that can be scary and hard to accept, but I want you to weigh out the pros and cons of staying where you're at right now versus change. What is scarier to you? Staying where you're at in the same place a year from now, five years from now for the rest of your life,
or the temporary discomfort that comes with changing and getting help right now. Because I will be completely honest with you, this was me years ago, and I see this a lot with the women that I work with, but once we start getting them to a place where they are challenging these negative food beliefs, they're eating more food, cutting down exercise, they're actually able to maintain their weight, you know, nothing crazy happens, and they actually start to feel so much better. Hormones start to improve, digestion starts to improve, they actually feel better and actually make more progress in their workouts and in the gym than currently staying stuck in this cycle. So if the one reason why you haven't gotten help before for this is because of that fear of what's gonna happen to your body, I completely understand that girl. Like that is typically one of the biggest culprits why people stay stuck in their unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. But I can guarantee this is definitely something that we unpack together um, because it's healing is so, so messy. There's so many layers to it and on the other side of that fear is freedom. You deserve that. If I've gained weight from binging, how can I lose this without dieting? So I talk a lot about set point weight and this essentially is your body's natural weight where you can maintain this effortlessly without dieting, without restricting, without binging. This is gonna be the weight that fluctuates between five to 10 pounds that you can maintain easily. And if we are under or above our set point weight, our bodies really want us to go back to this natural set point. Now, if you have gained weight through binging, whether this be over the past year or over the years, you can definitely slowly lose this weight through an intuitive eating framework that is more gentle than dieting. But think about how diets don't really work because for many people, because they are so restrictive, because they require you to cut calories very, very low, this kind of keeps you stuck. And if one of the reasons why you have been binging is because you have been chronically dieting or, or having so many attempts to diet and lose weight, you have to kind of ask yourself like, is this really working for me? And if it's not, Maybe I can try a different approach because again, diets really do wreck a lot of havoc on your body, especially the more that you try to do them. If you are struggling with this, this is what I help the women in Nourish to Thrive, my group coaching program with, because dieting feels like it works short term, but long term, a lot of people stop losing weight, they actually end up regaining weight, and so what we actually need to do is focusing on rebuilding trust with your body, improving your metabolism by not chronically under eating and maintaining this for a long period of time. And over time, the sustainable habits that we develop are going to be far better for your body. And you're going to see massive improvements in your relationship with food and how you even approach exercise as well. And the last thing I'm going to add to this is that I don't think that focusing on weight itself is necessarily going to be helpful in the situation, especially if you are struggling with binging, because when we're so focused on weight, it's basically like another diet. Sometimes we end up binging because it's like a self-sabotage. It's like, oh, I've been so good today. I finally get to have all these snacks. Um, sometimes it, be, it can be from the physical aspect of restricting. So maybe your body just physically cannot handle so much more restriction to where you end up binging. So again, dieting is very aggressive and I don't take that approach with my clients because 
it just keeps you stuck in the cycle. I feel like I'm eating enough. I eat three meals a day, but I still end up binging. So this is a fantastic question and I get this all the time. And my answer for you is that you can still very much so be eating three meals and three snacks a day and still be restricting. Restriction isn't just physical, it's also mental as well. Let's say you're eating three meals, but those three meals are not actually foods that you truly want or that you crave. You can end up binging. Let's say you're eating three meals a day and you're not eating enough calories overall, you might actually end up binging because your body's recognizing, hey, we're not getting the energy that we need, so we're gonna make up for it in this binge. Is it okay to have fitness goals being an intuitive eater? So yes, you can absolutely achieve any kind of fitness goals that you have being an intuitive eater. And I actually just posted a podcast episode about this that I'm gonna put right here and also down in the description for you guys to check out because I feel like so many people feel like intuitive eating is this like free for all where like you're just not caring about health, you don't care about fitness, and that is completely not the case. Um, I've actually helped a lot of women improve their fitness abilities with intuitive eating and through my framework. If you're so used to not eating enough or you are in a pattern of restricting and binging, there are steps we need to take to rebuild that trust with your body and feel more confident in your abilities to feel your body to support whatever kind of goals that you have. And I approach this in a more gentle nutrition manner where we are not tracking, we're not obsessing about food or being perfect here because again, intuitive eating is not a diet, but we can definitely be intentional with food to support our bodies better. There are definitely gonna be stages that we take to get to this point because I don't want you to be holding on to food rules or food fears. Yes, we can definitely factor in nutrition to support your body with any kind of fitness goals that you have. If you are currently struggling, I want you to know that you do not have to go through this alone. I have created a safe, supported group community that allows you to connect and gain support from others who truly get it. There are times where it can be nice to confine in others when you have the urge to eat all the snacks in your pantry and need direction as to what to do in situations like this, which is exactly why I created Nourish to Thrive to begin with, so that you have the space to share any and all struggles on your journey to food freedom so you know you always have support and the tools to overcome this for good. Join us today by clicking the link in the description below and let's make this the year that you finally heal your relationship with food.